0: Well, Christmas is a time of hope um, and new beginnings. We lit the hope candle this morning to uh, signify that, that ex- long ex- expectation as we sang about. And, you know, Israel hoped for a new beginning uh, with the coming of the Messiah. They were under occupation by the Romans. Uh, they, God seemed silent, uh, death and suffering were all around them constantly. And so they really wanted a new beginning. They hoped for that new beginning of the Messiah that God would send. They would gladly accept the gift of a new beginning. Now, what can be harder for folks, for us, is accepting new beginnings after the loss of something that you actually wanted to keep so even though that thing is gone it's it's hard to embrace the new beginning on the other side of that that new beginning that God has for us and so whether we want a new beginning or we're struggling with one God has something new for you this Christmas but will we receive that new beginning we're going to talk about that today. How? How do we receive that new beginning, no matter where you're at? But first, let's look at the first Christmas. As I mentioned, many in Israel wanted a new beginning Uh, They hoped for, they expected a new beginning with the Messiah. Now, why? Why did they hope and expect that so much? Well, it's the scriptures. It was based on scriptural promises that the Old Testament prophets had given for centuries before Jesus came, and there's so many of them, but um, the gospel writers, Luke and Matthew, when they talk about the birth of Jesus, they often refer to these scriptures to say that in the birth of this child Our hopes are fulfilled. What we're waiting for is fulfilled. Now, there's many of these scriptures we could look at, but just one, and it was already read, but Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. Um, Joel read this earlier, but I'll read it again. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of the hosts will do this. So Christmas is all about this hope, this hope for this child being fulfilled, the gift of a new beginning with the gift of this child. But for some, that gift was too new. <laughs> it was um, so different than what they expected that they didn't open up the gift, they didn't enter into that gift of new beginning. Because when we read this scripture, we think, oh, this, this coming king, this child will be a coming king. So he'll, I'm sure he'll be born in, in a castle. But instead, this child is born humble and put in a feed trough. Not what they expected. And so many didn't receive this new beginning because they wouldn't let go of their old habits, their old conceptions. Because this Jesus wasn't exactly what they expected or maybe even wanted. They wanted a conquering king, a king who would crush the Romans, destroy all their enemies through his raw power. But Christ was a humble servant, a suffering servant, as many of the scriptures say. And they wouldn't let go of the old ideas, the old thoughts. But in order for new beginnings to grow, oftentimes the old things need to be let go of. Old habits, old thoughts. And this is not just true spiritually. This is true in all areas of life, right? I mean, you can't embrace the new beginning of marriage without putting to death the old ways of being a player. You can't embrace your new job without letting go of the old one and and the old ways, the old ways your company used to do things. You gotta let those go to really embrace the new. Or less seriously, you know, I'm an adventurous eater. I like to go to new restaurants and stuff, but I can't embrace those new beginnings unless I let die the idea that a couple can eat for less than $20. Like that's, those times are gone. But it used to be, when we were first married, it's like, oh, that pace is too expensive. That's over $20 for us to eat. No, now that's just for one person, right? This isn't 2020. Um, So we have to let go. In order to accept the gift of new beginnings in life, oftentimes old things, we gotta let them go. In fact, that's one of the foundational principles of Christianity. And Christmas is the biggest gift of a new beginning in human history. Yes, we accept this Jesus is the Christ child. And we let go of our, of our religious ideas, our self-centered ways to embrace God's gift of new life through Christ. But in order to truly embrace that, we need for our old selves to die. <laughs> to let go of our old ways, clinging to our old way of life. That's what repentance is. Repentance, it's not a popular word nowadays, but simply it's a crucial part of the gospel. Jesus, when he came, he says, repent and believe the gospel. What is repentance? It's simply letting go of the old ways, our old self, our old sin, and embracing the new life in Christ, the new eternal life. So a foundational principle of Christianity is embracing a new beginning. And in doing that, you have to let go of some of that old stuff. There's so many scriptures that contain this principle, but I'll just share one with you. Romans 6, 6 through 11. It says, We know that our old self was crucified with Christ in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. That basic principle of Christianity, that we embrace the new eternal life in Christ, but in so doing, we let the old self... Self-centered self, the old ways die off. And that's what growing in our new life in Christians, that's that's what it means. That's how we enter into faith, but it's also daily, every day, how we live out our faith. We daily put off the old so that we can embrace the new and grow and flourish. And so will you embrace that today, that new beginning That's what Christmas is about. The biggest new beginning in all of human history. Will you embrace that? And maybe, you know, what's keeping you from embracing that? Maybe it's... You know, you're, you're trying out this Christianity thing. You're, you're looking into it a little bit more, this Jesus, but it's, he's not exactly what you expected or maybe not even what you wanted. Uh, you wanted a little bit of spiritual sauce, right? You know, like some sriracha sauce. You put it on your food. To, it's a little addition, makes things tastier, more spicy. That's what you were looking for, not self-sacrifice, not dying to self. So many approach religion that way. So many approach Jesus that way. No, I just, want, I just want a little something extra to give my life a little pep. But Jesus is not what we expect. He is not a God who just says, do this, do this, and you know, I'll give you a little extra. Jesus came, as Pastor Peter prayed, to empty himself to give life to us if you will take that step that radically new step of embracing Christ and Jesus is radical he is countercultural he is new god will give you more grace for the next step because you might think, yeah, I can't do that. That's too big of a problem. I, I can't die to self. And you're right, you can't without the power and help of the Holy Spirit. So you just take that first new step towards Christ and embrace Him on this Christmas and then let Him take give you the grace for the next step. But the biggest new beginning ever given was given on Christmas. And then every day, once we do that, then it's not like, oh, I'm done. Every day we repeat that process. Every day is a new beginning. And every day is a new invitation to let go of the old and embrace that new beginning. But what about, some of you I know are thinking, yeah, Pastor Joe, I'm there. I've embraced that new life in Christ. And I, that's my daily walk. You know, sometimes I fail. But yes, that's, uh, every day is a new day. Just like you're saying. But what about the new beginning after a loss? After a loss of a, of a gift, of a blessing from God. You know, it's one thing to put away the old when it was contrary to God's will, when it holds us back, when it hurts us. But there are also times in life when there's a, 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 a loss of something that God gave you, of a, a blessing, of something good. How do we then? Is there a new beginning after that? Yes, there is. Now this process—it's a lot more difficult and with more substantial losses, right? So that there's a lot of, when there's a loss of a loved one, or loss of a career, or loss of your health. These are all blessings. No one would choose to lose these things. These are all deep goods, deep blessings from God, and, and now they're gone. And while that process, that timeline for processing that loss is longer and the pains are much deeper, and, and there's always this idea that, no, oh, I'm still going to remember and I'm still going to thank God for that good, there's still that process of, of stepping through that loss to the new beginning after that loss how do you do that well God specializes in new beginnings even after loss after suffering that's what the cross of Christ is about can you think of anything more full of more suffering and 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 death than Christ on the cross but yet there's a new beginning on Sunday morning isn't there Just like there's a new beginning on Christmas morning when Israel and all the people of God were suffering and wanting that new beginning. They were separated from God and uh, they were, again, suffering under Roman oppression. And God brings the new beginning after that loss. God specializes in new beginnings. An example of... Some of you, a few years ago, remember a friend, John McKenzie. He grew up with my stepson, and um, he spoke here. He gave his testimony a few years ago, and he, as a, a teenager, 18 years old or 17, uh, he was in a car crash, and he lost the use of his legs. I mean, can you think of a, of a loss more heartbreaking than when you're in the prime of your life just in, and your mobility's taken away? And yet... God gave him a new beginning. One of the reasons John couldn't be here to give a testimony is that God gave him such a new beginning that he's actually a pastor now in Lancaster, Massachusetts. And in fact, he's expecting a new baby too. And yes, there's a new beginning after that. But if we were to transport back, whatever, 20 years or so to that time, that was was a deep loss. And I'm sure at the time he was thinking, I don't know, how could there be a new beginning after this? But there was because God specializes in hope and new beginnings. Again, the cross of Christ reminds us of this. So how do we do that? How do we navigate endings and new beginnings? They're complex, but, w- but how do we help? H- what helps us to do this? I want to I give you some guidance from a book called Emotionally Healthy Leader. We went through this, um, a group of us. There's a whole chapter on new beginnings, and so I just want to give credit where credit's due. I'm taking some of those concepts from this book. But the, the first thing I think that helps us is we, first of all, accept that endings are an inevitable part of life. Endings are an inevitable part of life. To live is to live in seasons, right? That there's, there's endings, there's beginnings. That's just a fact of living. Now, some endings are harder than others. Many endings require mourning as you process living without loss of something that made up your life, something that in life will not be the same. But even small endings are disorienting because they want, want something that was once settled is no longer settled. Why is this important? It's, it, it's important to understand the inevitability of endings for a couple of reasons. One is because if something ends, it doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean you failed. Sure, well, there's always things we can do better, but there's always an end So so don't try to relieve the past. Oftentimes, there's something that was good. And so we say, all right, God, and, and our prayers, our focus is just getting back to where we were. Don't let that end. We cling to it instead of seeing the new beginning that God has. You know, we're entering into winter, and maybe you regret that you didn't go swimming enough in the summer. And summer's over. Summer's over now, I should have went more swimming more, so you go and you jump in the water now. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Endings are inevitable. And I, I say this, you know, churches are especially poor at accepting Endings especially if something worked, something was good for a time, a ministry had certain success for a couple of years, then it either loses its effectiveness or we don't have the volunteers or whatever, and, and we cling to these things and we won't let it go. Why? Well, because we have this mindset and we need to shift our mindset, assuming that something ending is a failure. No, endings are inevitable. And if, if we accept that, then it helps us to then embrace the new beginning on the other side of that ending. One chapter has ended, but another is being written. Things have a season. The leaves need to die and fall off the tree for rebirth in the spring. So many endings, they're not failures. They're simply necessary for a new beginning. And sometimes our clinging to the old gift, it it keeps us from opening something new. Now, that being said, there's an in-between time. So the first sort of concept is accept that endings are just a a part of life. But the second is that we need to recognize the endings and waiting in the confusing in-between time. In-between the ending and new beginning. That time in-between often takes longer than we think. We can't rush it. Oh, we want to rush it because we have trouble waiting but certain things you just can't rush, like healing, right? Mourning. You can't, you can't rush the grief process. The deep heart transformation, that takes time. But if the new beginning is from God, then we can wait for him to bring us to the next step. Instead of demanding, all right, God, I need to get through this. I need to get on the other side. We say, God, what are you doing in this? God, how can you transform me in this process? So there is a time in between the seasons of transition that can't be rushed. One of the things that I've lost a bit is my ability to heal like I was 20 years old. Actually, Pastor Peters, he's lost it too because he was—he took the youth group on rock climbing and he was like really sore today. I was like, well, you're not 20 anymore, so you're still going to be sore. Well, I, a few months ago, I was playing basketball and I pulled my calf muscle. Well, I figured, you know, it just takes me a week to recover from that kind of thing, so I played the next week. Guess what? I just did it again. I couldn't rush. You can't rush healing. There's certain things you cannot rush. So... Yes, there's endings, there's new beginnings, and we have to just understand the in-between time may take longer than we think. Next. So, endings are inevitable. In-between time might take longer than we think. But then we also, and I sort of mentioned this just a second ago, is we, we also need to view endings and the waiting as closely linked to our personal maturing in Christ, because life, death, um, endings, beginnings these are all a part of our lives, as we just mentioned, whether we like it or not that's life is endings, new beginnings again, just uh, you don 't even have to live a full year to see that 's even in the seasons, the rhythm of life as endings and new beginnings. And so we need to see this as a part of our maturing in Christ is navigating endings and beginnings. And this shouldn't surprise us because remember, how do we start our Christian faith? By embracing the new life in Christ, right? I just talked about that quite a bit. But then that's not the end of the process. Once we are reborn, once we receive new life, just like a baby every day, right, grows, Physically, spiritually, every day, as we navigate, the, every day is an ending, new beginning, ending, new beginning. We mature in Christ, and we see that link. But in Christ, there's a, a new beginning. Again, that's how our faith starts. So just one more scripture shared, a quick one. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So... We, we wait in faith in God, and, and he makes us new, right? That's how we start our faith, but then that's also how he makes us more mature as daily we grow into that faith. Now, again, I know this is difficult, and for some it's more difficult than others in terms of the ending and the new beginning, but a part of that maturing process is instead of saying, "All right, this thing has ended," instead of just all of our focus, all of our prayers being, "God, bring me back, bring me back to this point," you know, bring me back to when I'm 20 and I don't have to take five weeks to recover anymore or whatever. Like, no, there's a new beginning. And, and asking, and again, this is easier said than done. God, what are you doing in this? Even in the heartache. And we often say, God, I can't see how there's anything good, how there's anything new on the other side of this, but I trust you to give me the eyes to see the new beginning on the other side of this ending, on the other side of this hurt. That's a part of growing in our faith, of deepening our faith. And so every day we mature, we grow in our faith, because every day is a new day. A new gift, yesterday's gone, but his gifts are new every morning. And then if we accept the inevitability of endings and the in-between time may take longer than we think, and that this is actually a part of our maturing in Christ, then we can come to the place, perhaps, where we start to embrace that endings New beginnings, they're gateways, and that we, we accept that new beginning. We're able to actually embrace it. And we don't do it because, oh, Pastor Joe gave some cool tips, or because we're better than others. we rather do that. We're able to embrace new beginnings because of who God is because of of who he is and who he proved himself to be in the greatest new beginning of all time. When he sent his son on Christmas, when he gave his life on the cross, Christmas and the cross, they bookend the most amazing gift, the most amazing new beginning and ending in human history. And that shows who God is. And because of who God is, we're able to embrace the new beginning. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 through 23 says this The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Endings are inevitable, but they are not final. Because God's mercy never ends. There are endings in this world. They're inevitable, as I said, but God's mercy is not one of them. They are new every morning. And because of his steadfast love, every ending has a new beginning. Every ending has a new beginning. They're new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. And what's totally blows my mind is that you know that verse from lamentations no what book is it taken from lamentations (laughs) and so the, the jeremiah the prophet he is writing the book of lamentations as he is processing an incredible loss an ending to everything he knew the babylonians had come and had taken israel captive taken them away many of his friends were killed The temple was destroyed. And in the midst of that, he says, your mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. The depth of Jeremiah's walk with God was such that even though, and this wasn't flippant, oh yeah, it's new every morning. His relationship with God was such that he says, even if I can't see it, even if I don't know how it's going to happen, I trust who God is. His mercies never end. And again, Christmas morning was the once and for all proof of this verse. We accept that God has a new beginning for us. In the waiting, we may not see. Maybe God's answer, the new beginning on the other side of the, of the ending is not what we expected. Maybe not even what we asked for. Again, like that Christ child. But we affirm Oh, there is a gift. There's a new beginning on the other side. But then we actually unwrap it. We actually step in to that new beginning. And we're not alone. We have help in this process because God gave himself And so when you embrace Christ as his new beginning, and that's why I began this whole thing, Christianity is based off of, you know, uh, uh, of, of an ending of our old self and embracing of the new life. Do you know what also we receive when we receive Jesus as our Savior, as our new beginning? We also receive a new spirit, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit helps us, intercedes for us. When we can't take the next step, when we are frozen because we are are grieving or there's such this ending is, is so catastrophic we can't step into that new beginning but if you have the holy spirit of god he will empower you he will give you that that space and that time to be able to step towards the new beginning even if there's 100 steps still to take he'll give you the strength for the next step and then the next day his mercies are new he'll take you he'll, he'll allow you to do the next step Even in the difficulties, even in the confusion of an unasked for ending, we are able to come out on the other side to a new beginning that we embrace, that we live out. Because Christmas, the cross, are the biggest new beginnings in human history. So every day, every day there's an inevitable ending, right? The day itself ends, but then every day, God's mercies are new and there's a new beginning, a new season. And you know that and you know that because you know the truth of Christmas. You know the truth of the cross and it allows you to embrace Christ, embraced that gift of the new beginning because that's, that's one of the gifts. We, we we're thinking about gift giving, right? We're thinking about what we need to buy, all of that stuff, maybe what we're gonna get. What about the gift of this new beginning? That's a gift God is handing to you and me this Christmas. Will we embrace it? Will we open it? Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would move about this sanctuary. Lord, we are a people of endings and new beginnings. Lord, there are many who are struggling with a new beginning before them. Lord, there are many who are deeply longing for a new beginning. So move in this place, Lord. Hear the prayers of your people. Even now, Lord, you hear our hearts, you hear our cries. Move in power. Move in strength, Lord. Give the new beginnings. Allow us to embrace them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.